All right, welcome to the Putong Podcast, episode five. This is for sure episode five. It is going to be running a little bit differently today because I'm trying something new. Um, I'm not doing a video episode, and we're going to see how that works because uh, I'm trying to incorporate clips into the podcast. So basically, eh, we're winging it. Um, now, basically, I, I just have had the idea to just keep growing the podcast and doing different things so thank you if you're still watching thank you if you're new um my name is Khalil Serfici um this is the Putong podcast and it's um it's still definitely on the newer side but um luckily I've had a lot of people who are uh friends uh family that have taken interest and they've just been helping me keep going and it's nice you know to have this as posterity it's basically therapy because i'm too cheap and don't feel like really taking therapy because um i'm a dumb guy i don't know we just it, i guess like this has always been that stereotype it's like guys don't get therapy and yeah, i'm a perfect human so there's nothing wrong with me anyways you know it is what it is and uh in theme of trying to work this new format I have an intro clip, so let's play that. Spell garbage. G-A-R-B-I-T-C-H. Ooh, that boy. Ooh, 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 ooh. What's up? Ooh. Money, money, that's wrong. <laughs> 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 what, what, what the fuck? What are you? I love these types of clips. This is like where I grew up in like the South. This is so funny. Dude, I do the same thing. This killed. Oh, so if anybody doesn't know, it's a family. His mom is asking him to spell garbage and he spells it G A R B I T C H. It's so funny. And his mom, I don't even know if his mom got it. The dad did. The mom was like, ooh, ooh. And <laughs> the dad said big words. Uh, big words I can't say. Um, dude, I've done that exact same thing. Except it was so much easier. Because I, when I was a kid, I was fucking stupid, dude. I used to get my C's and my S's. And my G's and my J's. Um... And there was something else, but I would get them mixed up, and so it messed up my spelling bee because it is a spelling bee. I made it to like the big time spelling bee in like elementary school, and it was so dumb because the word I got was so easy. They said fish, and I said, I'm like, oh, okay, fish, F I C H, fish. And I was so confident, and they were like, that is incorrect. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, like, I said it on stage, and then my <laughs> mom is laughing. And I'm like, what happened? What happened? What happened? Just the pressure of being a dumb kid and, like, trying to do something as simple as spell the word fish just screwed me up so bad, dude. I thought I had it. I really thought I had it. And I was so... So confident going into the whole thing, uh, because I just spelling is my shit, man. I can spell like a motherfucker. It is what it is. Um, but it's coffee sip, mm. delicious. 
but this just reminds me of like where I grew up in like Pensacola, Florida. Like that whole region, man. It's just it's like that. It's that family. It's it's um the garbage family. <laughs> it, it's 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 a lot of uh um just good times and also um there's not I don't have a lot of uh I have a lot of African American families up here in uh New Hampshire. So we don't get a lot of um we don't get a lot of dads like this. My nigga, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I needed more of that in my life uh, when I moved to New Hampshire. Um, that's not what we get. That's uh, that's not what we get. So um, from now on, uh, anything happens, it's uh, basically just gonna be. My nigga, that's wrong. <laughs> So uh that's my new my new drop from now on. But yeah. Anyways, it kind of leads me to uh what I what I was thinking about next is there's so many different southern accents. There is a heavy accent here. Um My nigga, that's wrong. Especially with the mom. <laughs> um every time I play that clip it's going to have me having to edit it and that's going to be rough. Um so coming into it uh, it's kind of weird because there, I don't really have an accent anymore. Like it, it's kind of morphed into like this, this random way of talking. And like, I hear an accent and sometimes my accent will come up. Otherwise it just flips back and forth between who I'm talking to. I have a pretty like laid back normal way of speech, but some of the words I say are different because everybody has a pecan, pecan, Reese's pieces, Reese's pieces. Everyone says things differently. And there's a right way. If you say Reese's pieces, go back to school because you need to learn how to fucking read, bro. There's an apostrophe S. It is Reese's pieces. He is a person. They're not pieces. Anyways, um, but th that leads me to the whole thing of, you know, these different accents, and everybody thinks that it's like the same dumb hick accent in the South. But it's like there's there's different accents between like different states, and then different black people have different accents too. Like you you can't just be like, oh, that's just how black people sound. What? That doesn't make sense. They're like any other person. They sound like the region they grow up in. What? That's just how that makes sense. Ding dong. Oh, uh, sorry, dum dum, but this is how it works. Um, so like I grew up in Pensacola, Florida, and there's very different like towards the water. Um, there's like kind of like the classic Southern draw, the yes sir, yes ma'am, how you doing? Oh yeah, of course. Now don't you talk that mess. You are just as precious as God made you. Um, that very like classically Southern sound. And then you get out towards like, oh geez, that's like North Carolina, South Carolina, even parts of Maryland, uh, Northern Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. Then you start getting out towards like Mississippi and you get out to like Louisiana. You're like, hi baby, how you doing man? I'm like, you come out here, you cook you a crawfish and you put that on a cracker dude. That's like the, the Louisiana accent. Mississippi is kind of a, like a mixture of both, but it used to be way different back then. Um, I shouldn't say back then in the good old days. 
um, because eh, they were they were pretty uh, pretty racist. Um, pretty racist. You didn't get a a lot of uh, cool dads. Um, there wasn't they weren't nice people. You know what to say that they were um, they were very welcoming to uh, other people would just be like, my nigga, that's wrong. <laughs> Um, so, the idea is, like, now it's just dumb, Mississippi is dumb country, Kentucky, Kentucky, they all sound like, um, what's that guy, Hank Hill, they're like, god dang it, Bobby, well, I was out there, uh, getting beer for, uh, hanging out with the boys, and then, well, I, Billy Dunn, crashed the tractor, and I was like, god damn it, Billy, and then... Mississippi, dude, the old racist accents are so funny. If you ever watch the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It, you can kind of see, uh, this, there's like one guy, he goes to the grocery store to get his like wife back. And, and the other guy is like, do we have a problem here? And it's so dumb. He's like, I am gentrified, bonafide. Well, I do declare that, and this is a white guy, tall, skinny, white guy. He's like, well, well my name is Vernon T. Waldrop. Vernon T. Wildrup. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is, sir. Yes, it is. Which is funny because that's just how everybody talked. And, um, you know, they want to talk about uh, sounding uh, dorky, uh, but everybody talked the same back then. So whether you're white or black, you know, you can make the argument that uh, same people and people are just dumb. Um, that's kind of obvious that uh, we're all just people. Um, but, you know. People are still having a lot of the same issues they are back then. And that's, you know, that's because we need to just embrace that there are differences. But at the end of the day, we're all people. We don't need to just just get along. And I think that is why everybody should be invited to the barbecue. And that leads me to black barbecue, because it's so popular. You, I, there's this this big viral clip of like this guy who got invited to his um, black friend's barbecue, and he hits on all the key points, man. You know, you go to. I mean, I wouldn't even say just any black barbecue, but you go to a barbecue in general, like in the South, it's like customary. Usually, you can bring your own thing. Now. If you bring something like potato salad, or you bring something like a big time dish, oh, you better come ready. You better come ready as a motherfucker, man, because they are going to hound you. If you bring some subpar potato salad, macaroni salad, you come bringing greens, you come bringing something like that, and you don't just bring juice and call it a day, bring some chips, man, you are going to be in for it. Everybody is going to be judging you. They're going to be talking mad shit. They're going to be all over you. Like, Who brought this potato salad, man? Who brought this potato salad? They're going to taste it, and they are going to they are gonna let you know exactly how you feel, whether it is good. Who brought this potato salad? This shit is delicious. Or they'll be like, you make this potato salad, man? You got to go home. You better talk to your mom because you ain't know how to make potato salad for shit, man. These, what are they, what are these unboiled potatoes, man? You ain't put no salt on these potatoes. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't braise, braise these taters, man. You got to get back in there. You got you to gotta learn how to make yourself some potatoes, man. This my, my, my three-year-old daughter can make you some potatoes like this, man. You ain't know how to do shit, man. You be in the kitchen. You just be putting potatoes in water, man. You ain't know how to boil. You ain't even turn the heat on. 
put some salt in the water, turn the heat on. You ain't do none of that. And that's what that's that's how it is, man. If you if you aren't ready for it, it'll get you. Anybody will get you. So you better come strapped. You better look up. You better Google a recipe or something like that, man. You better learn how to cook yourself up some right because they are gonna get on you. But at the end of the day, you play freaking dominoes, man. You get in there. It is a good time, man. Usually we would go to a park or something like that. We would have this uh, big old, like, not tent, but it is like a gazebo almost, where it's at a park and there's grills and there's tables and everybody brings food. They lay it out on the table and the kids, they're playing frisbee. You know, they, they got the old heads playing, like, dominoes and stuff. And everybody's having a good time. You're just running around. There's volleyball sometimes, too. Um, <laughs> cornhole. Uh, that's more of, like, a New England thing from what I know. Uh, cornhole. Um, I don't really remember any cornhole at the Black Barbecue, but you know it is what it is. Uh, maybe it's getting more popular now. Um, as Danny Brown said, that's some white people shit. Um, being half white, yeah, yeah, you know it is. Uh, but it's like there's that, there's good times around, and I feel like COVID kind of kicked most of that in the bud, nip most of that in the bud, because you don't get really, you don't really get a lot of that anymore. Um, and it sucks, man, it sucks, because those were good times when I was living down in the south, and, you know, I'd go hang out with my friends, and it was big community things, we'd block parties, we'd had all these barbecues, and we'd had friends go over, and people would go hunt their own stuff, you get alligator, you get crawfish, you don't get that stuff up around here, you don't get, you know, uh, catfish, alligator, crawfish, you don't have boils like that, um, a lot of Irish people. I think that's why, like, you get boiled cabbage and stuff, but that's not, it's not the same. It's getting, it's getting, it's making its way up here. It's popularity, you know, with, with TikTok and all these food trends. It's uh, it's getting better. It's getting real better. Um, but that was what it was like growing up in the South, and a lot of people think it's 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 extremely racist. But I tell you what, man. I deal with more racism living up here in the Northeast where there is less black people because there was not that interaction. It is, there is, there is a more of a segregated population, whether they mean to or not. There is this weird feeling. It's like get out. It's like those little microaggressions. It's like people who have never met a black person before in their life meet one. Or, you know, it's the same thing works with like Mexican, Asian, anything. They meet one of these people, and then they just instantly, all the questions they've ever had or thoughts or things they've heard kind of come out all at once, and whether it's this awkward conversation to say, oh, hi, how are you? Oh, Terrell. Wow, I haven't heard a name like that before. Um, or it's, you know, it's like, oh, you're from China, huh? Wow. I hear some crazy stories about out there. Is it true? All those things about beating the dogs? And it's like, it makes an awkward situation. But you don't deal with that that much in the South, um, you know, contrary to popular belief, because people out there live with each other. We see each other on a daily basis. Up here, you see um, a person of different ethnicity, maybe for, you know, days, hours at a time uh, in total. And then down there, it's like, it's almost like a 50-50 split between like black and white and then... There's really like a little sprinkle of other things down there, uh, depending where you live. Um, but it's a lot more integrated than people think. Sure, there is still segregations. There's people living here and there. But, you know, there's wealthy black people. There's poor white people. 
And that's how it goes. There is racist people. There's racism everywhere. But I would say that the love of the community down there is a lot stronger. There's a lot more kids growing up with each other, knowing families of the other the other race, ethnicity, and treating each other a little bit more respectfully as, you know, one unit. Like I, I've said before, my mom was a school teacher for, um, like, uh, not inner city communities. I keep forgetting what it's called. Um, but she was basically a black school teacher. Um, and she would help parents. Um, I remember mentioning Miss Red before, and you know, she would help take care of her kids. And then Helen, who was um, Latina, and she had a bunch of adorable <laughs> little Latin babies. Um, but that was what my mom did. She would, she would go to these people's houses. Um, she would make sure their kids are getting education. Um, she would teach them. And she would become friends with these, these families. And they still call her to this day. And we haven't lived down there in about almost almost a whole 10 years, I'd say, and it's, you know, that's the beauty of it, is, like, you gotta, you gotta make an effort to talk to these, these other people that are outside of your, your, quote-unquote, you know, your community, and then it's just, that's how you, you live an easier life, you know, you learn to lead with love, you learn to not, not judge people so quickly, and not, not get in this, this spot where you, um, you feel like you're ostracated, ostracized, um, from other groups because you don't know how to interact properly. And so it's all a big lesson about how I think you should just learn to kind of open yourself up to that, that, that experience. And that's what growing up in the South was like, I think cities get a lot of that same situation. You know, you're around the same, or you're around a lot of different people, depending on where you live in a city. So, you know, but there's different situations everywhere you go. Now, I will say, one of the best things about growing up in the South is the food in the South. Uh, if you guys don't know, um, take it off the, the serious note a little bit here. Uh, the South is why Michelle Obama decided she had to create the system of no kids left behind, I guess, or uh, something like that, where the kids aren't allowed to eat Pizza Hut at school anymore. Because when I was going to uh, middle school... My first year, there was Chick-fil-A, uh, there was Pizza Hut, uh, there was Fried Chicken Day, um, we had uh, cheese grits, we had breakfast pizza, we had milkshakes sometimes, instead of like milk cartons. Um, it was awesome, okay? Uh, that was some of the best stuff. Um, and that was just in the schools. That was just the schools. We had... Uh, fishing, like, seafood weekends, and, like, you go to the downtown Pensacola, or you go to, like, the beach somewhere, man, and, or you just go to Louisiana, because Louisiana's not that, Louisiana's not that far, um, you go to, uh, uh, Nolens, um, but they would have, like, fried catfish, alligator tail, they'd have, sometimes they'd have frog and stuff, you'd get, um, tons of swordfish, and it was, a lot of it was fresh caught, like, right out of the water, I mean, an alligator, you know, if, if you're in, like, Florida, Louisiana, that bayou area, you can just go to the bayou, catch an alligator, or you can go to the ocean and catch a swordfish, you know, it's, like, it's such a weird place, it basically is, like, you're living in a jungle, um, because there's swamps, there's oceans, there's, like, weird little desert areas, and it's all real redneck and crazy, man. But that was some of the best stuff. And you get all this food that was so good. If you love seafood, that's the place to be, man. I mean, you can get normal stuff, too. But seafood, whew, my mom hated it. 
So I didn't get a lot of it growing up, but when I did, man, it was good. You know, I tried clams, you had oysters and stuff growing up. And it was just it was just part of like the culture. Crawfish boils, crab boils, they give you a, they give it to you in a little bag with all the peppers and lemons. And you basically just pop that bag open and you get a little thing, you start crunching up some crab legs and you just eat it. It is a mess. You are a mess when you do it. But it is a good time. I tell you that much. It is an absolute good time. Now, uh, un, less of a good time is uh, eating a lot of ethnic food, which I have kind of done in more recent years um, to replace that void of not having like those seafood boils. So I started eating a lot of like um, Indian food, uh, most actually a lot of Indian food, lots of like Southeast Asian food, like Thai food, Brazilian food. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, but most other countries just load whatever they eat with mm, garlic, and that makes your mouth smell real bad. I basically would just still do it, actually. Walk around with garlic mouth 24-7, and any time... Oh my god, my poor girlfriend. We woke up the other day, because she just moved in. We helped her move in. And we had, like, these spicy Korean chicken wings... And I woke up, and she didn't eat them. She just had the fries with, like, ranch because she's a fucking child. Um, love you. And I woke up, and I just, like, said, good morning. And the breath was like, oh. and she was like, oh. she, like, almost gagged. I'm like, oh, shit, because I knew my breath was kicking from those spicy Korean wings, dude. It was like a sriracha chili sauce or something, like barbecue. Oh, my gosh. That's what it is. That's what that's the secret of ethnic food. It's so good because it's garlic. It's garlic and if you don't know this, um but the secret ingredient is MSG. Oh, get over it. You know, there's all these horror stories about how Chinese food uses MSG um to suck you in, but MSG is pure flavor. It is the best. It is better than salt. It makes everything delicious. Delicious. Uh, and that's what it is. MSG, bro. Don't be afraid of it. Try it out. Makes your fried rice, noodles, whatever. Delicious. Better than salt. Um, and that's that's uh, Asian cooking for you. Um, if you want to learn how to make like Chinese food, just use MSG. And it comes in bags. It's like a powder. It's You think it's like this big nightmarish chemical when you're a child, but it's just like any other seasoning, basically. And um, I love it. I'm never going to stop eating all this 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 ethnic food indian food is garlic butter and then basically all the spices and peppers you would find on the ground laying around or on a bush just ground up dried out and put into it it is so that was the hardest part about making chicken tiki masala uh chicken tikka masala from scratch is that <laughs> i had to buy like 15 spices and it took so long, and at the end, I didn't even have, like, the fresh garlic like I wanted, so I used garlic salt, and I was so bummed out. But it takes so long just to make a sauce. But it's so good. Oh, my God, it's so good. Because there's nothing like just, like, a rice with some chicken and sauce. Like, that just hits, like, a primal spot. It's just a simple, blessed food. And, you know, funny enough, your body digests it pretty well. It's not, um, it's not super greasy, um... It's sauce kind of smooths it all out. Uh, sorry, this is my coffee. George Howell coffee. Expensive, but so, so good. 
Sorry if you hear my chair squeaking, by the way. I'll try to level that out. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, if you're, if you're somebody who grew up eating a lot of ethnic food, and I don't mean ethnic as in brown people, I mean ethnic as in, ethnic as in, like, you grew up with a culture that has, like, a strong food, it's not just, like, uh, burgers and fries, you know, it's, like, it can even, there's, like, borscht, you know, um, roulade, um, you know, oh, let me think, what it was, like, this German stuff, Kaiserspätzle, um, then I already said borscht, which is like Russian, but there's another one thing they t have too. And then even like ethnic Italian foods, you know, bacala, all that type of stuff. Greek food, um, you have moussaka, pasticcio, um, stuff like that, tzatziki. Those are ethnic foods. And you know what one of the main ingredients is in a lot of them? Garlic. Garlic, kids. It's right. It's garlic. You know, it's your boy out here, garlic. Um, that's what's in everything, man. Good morning, Julia. Uh, but it's just... That's from a YMH clip from your mom's house clip. This guy named... I don't even know his name. He says, good morning, Julia. He's basically just creepy. Uh, he talks about how he's like, he's like, good morning, Julia. I saw you at the gym the other day, and you were just so beautiful, Okay. You know, I knew you were talked about your boyfriend, and I'm here to tell you, let him go. Let him go. You don't need him in your life, and I hope that one day I can be your man. Because he took her phone and put his number in her phone. Oh, it's so crazy. He's like, he talked to her, and he's like, can I use your phone? She was like, she's poor sweet girl. I was like, yeah. And so he put his number in her phone and texted it, so he had her number. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, he trapped her. That's such a creep move. Uh, gross. I'd be so scared if I was her. It's almost like he's a guy living in her walls. Ugh, he's gonna, like, chew her bones. Ugh, oh my god. So creepy. He's bugging her walls. Hiding in the wires. <sighs> oh, gross. But you know what, I actually, moving on from that, I have a clip for you guys. I have a clip for you guys. This one makes me so, it's so funny and so sad. CBS 2's Serene Branson is live at the Staples Center with highlights and backstage coverage we're seeing for the very first time. Serene. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy divertation tonight. We had a very Darrison bite. Let's go to Terrace Terrace and look for the bit. They have the pet. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Baby girl. Well, Miss Girl, what are you doing? What is he doing? She's a reporter on on the news. I think it's like CBS. Um, and she is going to give uh, Life from the Staples Center like something about J-Lo, I think. And they cut to her. And she's smiling. She's so happy. She's so ready. And then the second she opens her mouth to talk... We're seeing for the very first time, Serene. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy divertation tonight. We had a very Darrison bite. Let's go to Terrace Terrace and look for the bit. They have the pit. Mm, mm, sweetie, it sounds like she's having a stroke, and that's not funny. It's not funny if she's having a stroke. It's just the very Darrison divertation of. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you just see the, the increased panic on her face. If you want to watch the clip, it's a uh, reporter has a migraine. That's what it is. It's not a stroke. And I'm confirming. I'm not just laughing at this poor girl struggling. I am confirming she does not have a stroke. It is a migraine. Apparently her mom used to get them if you read into it. And it can happen to a lot of women, I guess. And so it just makes, it literally makes it like impossible to talk. So that is, that is what happened there. No. That is unfortunate. And kind of awesome that she lived that. And I'm so happy her news team like gave her the, the, the kind of like after clip of being like, she's okay. She's okay. It wasn't her fault. You know, and they, they supported her through it and they gave her a chance to explain herself. Because that, I mean, I imagine that that moment was so embarrassing. But that clip is so funny. And that girl is immortalized in that forever. So that, I mean, it sucks, but that clip is probably more famous than her actual, like, news career. And maybe I'm just completely talking out of my ass, and I apologize if that's not true. Um, but it is hilarious. Um, and all the more power to her for just chiefing through that and cutting right to the next uh, next clip with those, um, I think it was J-Lo. But even better, you know? So good on her. And... I just wanted to share that with everybody. I think I'm probably going to end the episode here just because I want to I want to see how it goes with this this new format. Not not the video list format. I'll probably add keep the video going, but adding clips and adding stuff like that. So, while I'm working it out, literally one step at a time. So, please, please 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 please, please bear with me. I'm really trying to figure this out. And I appreciate all the patience you guys have with me. This one's probably going to end at exactly 30 minutes. So, that's pretty Sweet. So if you got a 30-minute car ride, go ahead and listen to it. My name is uh, Khalil Serafici. This is the Putong Podcast, Episode 5. Episode 6 should be actually coming out right after, pretty soon, hopefully. And uh, thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and share. Have a good day. <laughs>